Happy New Year, everyone. I cannot believe it's 2022. I hope you're spending today with lots of rest and, um, you know, taking care of yourself. You know, um, I made a lot of New Year's resolution <laughs> over the Christmas break. I don't know if you could share some of your New Year's resolutions, but um, it might be early for some of you. It's 9 a.m. my time, which is uh, 12, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I guess uh, around the world, it could be the next day. It could be even Sunday. Well, Happy New Year to you. And um, I'm so glad to be here on New Year's Day. You know, like I said before, I made a lot of New Year's resolutions, which um, I am really hoping to keep. And one of the things that I'm using for the 2022 to really help me become a bad, better person, a better manifester, a better you know person with more integrity is I've been using the modalities, the wisdoms of the I Ching. Hi, ex church girl, how are you? Happy New Year! Happy New Year to everyone. So I'm gonna be in. Hi, I'm Rodriguez. Happy New Year. Hi. So a lot of the videos, just to tell you a little bit about what, what to expect in um, my videos in 2022, because I've been so into the I Ching, the wisdoms of the Chinese I Ching. I don't know if any of you know about the I Ching, um, but I'm actually going to be releasing a bunch of videos about the I Ching and doing uh, I Ching oracle cards uh, reading card readings in, the, um, in a lot of my videos next year that uh, because what I'm finding with the I Ching is that it's really helping me to make good, better decisions and to manifest. And so I really, really want to share more of the I Ching. The I Ching is such a huge, huge body of work. I mean, you're talking about thousands and thousands of years of wisdoms, and they only started to um, actually put it into text about 3000 years ago, but the I Ching was actually available before 3000 years, uh, years ago. So you can only imagine. So uh, let me know some of your New Year's re resolutions. Uh, thank you, ex-church girl with the, yeah, I, I decided to really tap into my, more of my roots of my Asian culture, my Asian roots, you know, because you, you know, what I notice is that when I eat an, more of an Asian diet, when I do more Asian, you know, modalities, whether it's, uh, you know, even like Qigong or certain Asian um, meditations, I benefit more in my life. And so I've been really tapping more into my Asian ancestry and heritage. Hi, Krista. Hi, Sharon. Hi, B. Hi, Mr. Sud. Sap sucks. Okay, so um, just to before I get into some questions, you know, share with you can also share with us uh, some of your New Year's resolution, what resolutions you're planning to make uh, this year. Hi, Saripa. Yes, you too. Wish you a safe and prosperous 2022. Yes, I wish you a safe and prosperous 2022 for sure. So let is, let's just, let me tell you a couple of things. Like I said, in 2022, I'm going to be talking a lot about the I Ching, um, more and videos on manifestation, still putting out recipes because I believe that food has energy and food is a very uh, important component of our prosperity, our health. So I'm still going to be doing all the stuff that I do, but I'm going to be talking a lot more about the I Ching in 2022. So look out for those videos and the energies that you will find, you know, how the I Ching has systemized all of the energies. And so before we get into uh, the questions, which I know you're here because I answer questions live and I know ex church girl wanted to uh, ask questions. Um, so I appreciate you coming on ex church girl to ask me questions here. Hi, 1960, 1960G. Oh my God, you're born in 1960, genius? Because my late sister's son, S-U-N, for whom I do this uh, yin and yang living, and she was really my inspiration. She was born in 1960. So that just tells me that my late sister's son is here. 
My late sister's son is telling me that she is here. She's born in 1960, and that's her way of telling me. So Sharon, your New Year's res resolution is pretty generic. It's to maintain good health, get fit and stronger every day. I had signed up for a gym membership last year and have been going to the gym consistently. Wow, Sharon, congratulations to you. Congratulations that you have been going consistently. You have must have, have made some interchange to be able to. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Deborah, I know you did a session with my friend Renee. Renee, um, hi, Deborah. Nice to see you. And Renee said you were just absolutely lovely. You know, Renee is somebody that I had done a power of six uh, meditation group of these uh, five, uh, six ladies that um, got together to do like group consciousness meditation. And Renee Fletcher is in that group. I'm no longer with that group, but we did it for two years and I love Renee. So I'm so glad that you connected with uh, Renee, Deborah. Nice to see you guys. Okay, so just to, just to make an announcement, you know, Deborah Palmer just did a session with one of the energy practitioners that we have on our Own Heels platform. Uh, Renee Fletcher. And so if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one support of your mind, body, and soul, go to Ohm Heals website, ohm-heals.com, ohm-heals.com, where we custom match you with energy practitioners. We literally custom match you based on a matchmaking formula that we developed over the year. It took us almost a year to develop that matchmaking formula. And when you provide us with feedback, that really helps us to improve that matchmaking formula because everything is energy. And so we created this Ohm Hills platform so you could benefit from energy healing practitioners, but we custom match it. Okay, so what are some of the questions? I know ex church girl that you had some questions. Um, so let me know what your question is. G Otto, hi G Otto, how are you? Okay, so here's a question from G Auto. Is it true bad food can block chi energy surrounding your chakras and good food can unblock it? Yes, absolutely. Food is energy. Food is energy. So if you're eating a lot of processed foods, you know, a lot of processed foods have low frequency. You know, energy is all about frequency, right? And there's a range of frequency that you can be at. When you're low frequency, that's disease. When you're healthy, that's a high frequency. So food is no different. It's like the ocean or nature, anything in the universe, it's all energy, right? So if you eat a low vibrational frequency food, like a lot of processed foods, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help your body. Your body is an energetic, it's an energetic organism. It's all energetic, right? So that's why you eat clean food. Now, that's not to say that you can't eat that chocolate cake. You know, you can never eat it. You just can't eat it often. You have to find a balance, the yin and yang balance of when you could eat it, how much you can eat it, and your body will still thank you. So one of the things about also raising the vibrational frequency of your food is to bless the food. When you go eat that food, you always want to do a blessing. You want to thank the food for growing and nourishing you. You also want to thank your body. You know, before I, I always do a prayer and bless my food. I say, I thank every cell, every tissue, every organ in my body for being able to digest this food so well and carry all the nutrients throughout my body for healing to keep me healthy and vibrant so I may fulfill my higher purpose. I then I then I also thank the food. I said, thank you, food, for growing and nourishing me and keeping me healthy in this physical form so I may fulfill my higher purpose. Again, if you bless the food and you bless your body to digest that food, it will work better for you. So if you're going to eat that chocolate cake, eat it with the right attitude. Don't eat it with guilt. Because if you eat it with guilt, you're going to lower your frequency. But that's not to say that you should abuse eating chocolate cake, meaning eating a lot of it. You have to know when to eat it. Maybe you eat it once a week. 
Maybe you eat it once every two weeks. Maybe you don't eat it at all. So your body is a unique energetic being. You have an energetic blueprint. And so what it is, is you want to get really in tune with your body, your energetics of your body, and figure out which foods are better for my body, which foods, you know, helps me move that chi energy, which foods block it. And so absolutely, definitely eat the right food for your energetic blueprint. Okay. Eat the right food for your energetic blueprint, not for your mother's energetic blueprint or your friend's energetic blueprint, but for your energetic blueprint. Okay. So I've answered. Uh, thank you, Deborah. I'm so glad that you, uh, that you enjoyed your session with Renee. Thank you for giving us that feedback. Um, Okay, ex-church girl, Moon, I want to manifest love, but it's not showing up. What am I doing wrong when things I desire don't show up? Okay, this is a really, really good question in manifestation. How you can become a great manifester, not just in love, but in money, career, businesses, relationships, right? You want to become a great manifester. And the number one reason, and you know, ex-church girl, I have so many videos and meditations on manifestation. I don't know if you ever read it. I don't know if you ever read it. So there's really two parts to this answer. Part one is about manifesting. And part two here is about what love really is. So I'm going to answer this in two parts, ex-church girl. Manifesting anything whether it's love, business, career, relationship, is all about having non-resistant energy, being in your flow. What does that mean? What it means is that when you, when you have resistant energy around this topic, like you feel frustrated, you feel angry, or you feel resentful. And right now, your energy is one of a little bit of a frustration, right, ex-church girl? I mean, think about it. You're like, oh, why hasn't my love shown up, right? That is a level of frustration. And that frustration causes resistant energy. And resistant energy does not place you in your flow. And if you're not in the flow of who you are, you are not in flow with the universe. And if you're not in flow with the universe, even though the universe wants to, wants to present you with your lover, you can't receive it because that resistant energy has blocked your flow from receiving. So you have to be able to receive in a natural and organic way, the universe will bring it to you. The universe is trying to bring it to you. The universe has that person lined up for you. It's that you can't receive it because you've blocked your energy of that flow coming in because there's a blockage here. And so, so, so what is creating that block? It's the energy of frustration, the energy of doubt. Those are resistant energy. If you let go of that energy of doubt, energy of resistance, you just let it surrender, not worrying about when this, when this lover is going to come in. You have the vision for that lover, but you're not worried. You're not frustrated. You're not doubtful about that lover. You're like, okay, uh, this universe, you know that I want to manifest a lover, but I'm not going to worry about it. I am happy and perfectly content right here, right now. And I have a personal story about love. You know, when I was in my thirties, you know, when you're in your thirties in an Asian culture, people in Asian culture think you're old to get married. By the time you're in your thirties, you're, 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 you're like becoming haggard, <laughs> so to speak. And so I had talked to him, I had made a promise to the universe. I said to the universe, you know, universe, I'm in my thirties. I'm not married. Okay. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to worry about it. And as soon as I truly authentically and genuinely let that go to the universe, I met my husband within a few months and got married a year later. 
That's how quick it could happen. And the only reason why that happened is because I let go. I said, look, universe, if I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, I'm also okay with that. I was going to be okay with whatever happened. And as soon as I became okay with it, that's when it manifested. And that's the secret ex-church girl. Now, there's a second part here to love. There's a lot of misconception about what love really is. Love is an energy. It's a high vibrational frequency. And it's the highest vibrational frequency energy that there is. And with that, that love, high vibrational frequency energy is what created this entire universe, including us. Without that level of high vibrational frequency, we could not have been created. So we are created because of love energy. Each one of us is created by love energy. We are each created by love energy. So what does that mean? What that means is because we are created by love energy, we are already love. We are already love. So the true love here is to love yourself and not seek the love outside of yourself. Because when somebody meets somebody and says, oh, I have fallen in love with that person, what you're really saying is, is that that person, and I have ex-church girl, watch my video on secret to love. I have a video. I should, I should, I should send you the link. Let me send you the link to that video, Secret to Love. You, let, me, let me send you the link. Is that that video shows you that when you say that you are in love with somebody, what you're really saying is that that person opened the doorway, was the person that took the key and opened the doorway to show you the inner love that you already have for yourself. That is what being in love really means. It's not that that person has brought you, it's not that that person is showing you love, it's that person was the key and doorway to accessing the love that already exists within you. So why bother with the love outside of you? Why not cultivate and nurture the love that is within you already? Why not cultivate and nurture that love that is already within you? And then when you cultivate and nurture the love that is already within you, and you have, you're not worried about whether this love is going to come in, the universe will just present that love and you will just manifest it like that. But in order to find that love outside of you, you have to access the love within you and release that resistant energy and not worry about whether a love is going to come in, that you are fine, whether you're single or not. So I hope that answers your question, ex-church girl. Um, you're welcome, Chi Auto. Deborah, growing up, my mom was oh, say grace. Yes, absolutely. Say grace, bless your food. Okay, Eggman, happy new rocking years from Alabama. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you for joining us from Alabama. Um, so ex-church girl, I just placed that video here, that video link here about secret to love. So look at that video. <clears throat> love self first. Yes, true. I will cultivate the love for self first. Thank you so much. And I think I have a couple of videos that or meditations that help you cultivate that love. Uh, happy New Year, Viva. Happy New Year. So that, so it's really a two-part question here, okay, ex-church girl. And I hope that is clear. If you have a follow-up question to that, please let me know. Please let me know. Uh, let me go back and see what other, I might've missed a question here.
once again. Okay, Sir Rupa, once again, the whole world is writhing in pain. The pandemic is ruling so hard. Can't we plan for a mass meditation session so that positive vibe flows throughout? Oh, that's so sweet, X Church. Oh, thank you so much for donating. That's so sweet. Um, yes, I mean, there's lots of places that actually, you know, I actually that do group conscious meditation and prayers for the planet. And there are lots of groups that do this group conscious mass meditation for the planet. And one of the things that I think about the pandemic, Sharupa, is that the way I see the pandemic is I see it with a neutral lens. That's how I try to see everything with a neutral lens. I try to see it with the lens of, you know, is how is this pandemic serving me? Because everything has its place. If you start really understanding higher levels of consciousness, you will understand that everything has its place. So even though I do a lot of holistic healing modalities, I always say that Western medicine has its place. Western medicine has its place. If you have a bad accident and you're bleeding, you better go and get surgery. If you have a really bad infection, I would recommend taking some antibiotics for two weeks. So everything has its place. And so the way I see this pandemic is it has its place in the evolution of the universe's expansion. It has a place in the evolution of our expansion. It's the way, the universe's way of saying, wake up to your internal beingness, wake up to your authentic truth, wake up to your infinite potential, wake up to who you truly are by going inward. Because the pandemic forced us to go inward, right? Reevaluate everything in your life. Reevaluate everything in your life. So for me, the pandemic had a place. It was the catalyst for turning a leaf so that we can come home to our soul, that we can have an, a massive awakening of who we truly are and our place in this universe, our place on this planet. We could have a massive awakening. And that's what the pandemic for me, I see it as a great opportunity for massive awakening. Now we each have a choice. Are we going to awaken to our truth or are we going to keep the blinders on? What are we going to choose to do? That is a choice that each and every one of us has. And so I look at the pandemic, I try to look at everything as an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity for expansion and growth. Everything is an opportunity for expansion and growth. So once you could kind of train yourself to see that everything is an opportunity for expansion and growth, you will, you will release resistant energy and you will be more in flow with who you truly are and more and therefore more in flow with the universe. And you can be a powerful, you can become a powerful manifester. But if we keep telling the story to ourselves, this, this pandemic was the worst thing that happened in our life, we are creating that that wall, we're creating that resistant energy for ourselves. We're creating that resistant energy and we're blocking the flow of who we are and the flow with the universe. That doesn't mean that you're not going to take precautions during the pandemic, that you're not going to wear a mask, that you're going to, you know, that you're not going to distance yourself from people. I mean, I take Chinese herbs because of the pandemic. I take you know, immune boosting Chinese herbs because of the pandemic that I normally may not take doesn't mean that we're not going to be mindful and take certain precautions and steps. You're always going to be mindful, but you have to understand within those parameters, you want to see a higher 
higher picture, higher purpose of what this pandemic is really all about. And the purpose of this pandemic is to awaken you to your truth, to your spiritual truth of why you are here in this physical time-space reality for the expansion and growth of your spiritual being. So I hope, Sri that, you know, and I think that it's wonderful that we come together as a collective and pray and meditate for the rest of the planet. And I do that in my meditations. I, you know, I visualize light coming in and then I send that light out from my heart chakra to every, to every sentient being, to even all the nature, oceans, mountains, humans, all of the planet. I send that light out to the entire planet so that I could contribute to this awakening. I can contribute to raising our frequency to a higher level on this planet. So, uh, okay. So who, oh, who sent me the $25? Whoever sent it to me, thank you so much for sending it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, ex-church girl, for sending me money. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. Okay. So now um, let's see what other questions. Uh, happy Rockies. Okay. So ex-church girl. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm looking through the, what, what, what other, uh, hi, yoga bliss. Wow, yoga bless you. You you agree with me about Western medicine? Medicine, yes. That's right. Yoga bliss has the right. She says, Western medicine is exactly what I say. In an accident or certain illness illnesses, it cannot be beat. Holistic is for long term, day to day. Absolutely, Western medicine is for acute situations, chronic you want to go more holistic. Uh, okay. Okay, Deborah Palmer. I had COVID-19 back in 2019, beginning of 2020, spent weeks in the ICU, nearly died, but God said no. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. I say, you know what? When you have the divine and you tap into the divine, all things are possible. When you tap into the divine, all things are possible. It doesn't matter what COVID is there, what situation. I mean, look at Mother Teresa. Mother, if you guys know the story of Mother Teresa, she's one of my mentors. I love Mother Teresa. She went in, she had five rupees and she started going to the streets of India where people had leprosy. People had leprosy and she would go right up to them. And leprosy is highly, highly contagious. Do you know how, how highly contagious leprosy is? Highly contagious. And she would bring them into shelter. She would literally spend time and be close to leprosy. She never got leprosy. She never got that disease. So because she was so driven by God, her God, the purpose that she was going, she always says, I'm a pencil for God. If God wants you to go, you're going to go. If God wants to save you, you're going to be saved no matter what the odds are, no matter what odds you believe. The divine is that powerful. The divine is that powerful. That's why we surrender and trust in the divine. That's why we have faith in the divine. That's why we let go and surrender to divine. Why? Because only the divine has the bigger picture of why we should be here or not be here. Only the divine knows exactly what, what knows everything, right? We're in the picture, but the divine can see outside, can see the whole picture. And so I always say, if you're gonna go, you're gonna go, no matter what the odds are. If, if the divine wants to save you because you still have a purpose, you will be saved no matter what you have. You could have COVID, you could have cancer. I've seen people with cancer, stage four cancer, and they've survived miraculously because their purpose was not over. 
So with the divine, all things are possible. Okay, so thank you, Deborah, for, for reminding us of God's power. Thank you so much, Deborah. Oh, you're welcome. We, I appreciate you, ex-church girl, and we appreciate you as well. What advice would you give for an emotional eater? That is a beautiful question. What advice? And I have a, a, a video about emotional eating. Let me, let me give you, a, a, it's with a, I did a, I did it with a, my French chef Alina, who is a nutrition expert. And we did a show about emotional eating. And um, let me send you that link, the root, and it's the, it's called the root cause of emotional eating. And let me send you the link to that uh, video. I just sent it here. Here's the link. Love yourself. The root cause, the, the advice that I would give for an emotional eater is to love yourself. And you know, your, your name, your, your uh, name here says, love yourself first. You already know the answer. Love yourself. Why? Because if you love yourself, you're never going to treat your body that way. You're never going to abuse your body with bad food. Right? You're never going to overeat. You're going to see your body as a sanctuary. And therefore, you're going to take care of your body. The emotional eating happens because you don't love yourself. You don't think you're worthy. And because you don't think you're worthy, you're kind of punishing yourself with bad food, with lack of, you know, lack of activities. You're punishing yourself. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subconscious way of kind of punishing yourself. So emotional eating is really tied to not loving yourself. It's also tied to stress. When people are stressed, they overeat because it's their way of coping with the stress. So it's like people, some people, they take drugs. Some people, they take, they drink alcohol. Well, there are people when they're stressed, they overeat. That's a very, very common way of dealing with their stress. I know somebody who works at Jenny Craig's and she says, you know, 90% of my clients they are stressed. A lot of, most of them are, they're all 90% are emotional eaters. Either they're stressed, they don't love themselves. So if you start really doing that inner work of loving yourself, say no, then you're going to say, no, I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do physical activities. I'm not going to overeat. This body is my sanctuary. And so that, that's really the simple answer to that question. And we did a video on that. Yoga bliss dance. How can we increase our abundance? I continue increase, then it drops down again. Yeah, that's a really great question. That's a really great question. You know, it's kind of like this. It's because we go through cycles of sometimes what it is, is that's why it becomes a practice. It becomes a practice because we fall back. We fall off the horse, so to speak. We're on the saddle and we're going and we're like, oh, we're going. And then something happens and then we fall off, right? Well, when you fall off, you can't beat yourself up that you've fallen off. You can't beat yourself up. That's the time when you say to yourself, you know what? Okay, I've fallen back. That's okay. That's okay. I have a right to fall back because in that falling back, you're still making progress because if you become aware that you have fallen back a little bit, you're saying, well, this is my opportunity to get back on the horse, but where it becomes where I think what happens is we beat ourselves up so much when we have fallen back. It's like, we feel like we haven't really made any progress. We actually have made some progress. But because we, we are so harsh on ourselves, each one of us are so harsh on ourselves that we say, we like beat ourselves up and beating ourselves up that much is doing us more harm than good because we actually, you have actually made progress, yoga bliss. The fact that 
you saw some abundance shows you that you can get back on the horse and you can go get back and do it again. It shows you that. So instead of beating yourself up so much during those times is to say to yourself, you know what? It's okay. This might be a time when I need to retreat a little bit. I need to go more inward. It's not about taking action. It's about reflection. It's about contemplation. It's about mindfulness. This is the time when, okay, I will use this opportunity to not take a lot of action, but be more in yin, not yang, but be more in the yin phase. Because we need the yin phase in order to get to the yang phase. And we need the yang phase to go back to the yin. It's like a dance. We're constantly dancing between the yin and yang. And so if you, if you are not seeing that, that means the universe is telling you, go more in the yin phase. Be more reflective, contemplative. This is the time. And then from there, you will go and you will have inspirational ideas. And then you will go into yang phase again. And then once you go into yang phase, you will have to, you will again at some point go back to the yin phase. So it's a dance and be okay with that dance. That's the most important thing is to be okay with that dance. Instead, if, instead of beating yourself up, be okay with that dance. And it takes practice. But the fact is you are still moving up the vibrational frequency. The fact that you have manifested that abundance at some point shows you that you have moved up the ladder. So that's what I want you to be compassionate with yourself. And I have lots of videos on manifest, how to manifest and guided meditations on manifesting yoga bliss. So take a look at those videos. I have lots of videos on manifesting. I have at least three or four videos on manifesting. And I have at least three uh, guided meditations on manifesting. Okay. Does black magic really work on me? That's an interesting question. Um, black magic, I think, I think that I do think that people could get into your energy, right? They, they can get into your energy, energy field, you know, and, you know, kind of like, kind of, you know, cross the energetic lines. And so I think one of the things is to protect yourself, like just know that a lot of it is just about consciousness, about what you believe. If you believe that somebody can put black magic on you, you will probably be, be re receiving that black magic. But if you feel that you could be a shield to black magic, like I place energetic fields or shields around me all the time, you know, especially when I go into meetings and things like that, I do it before and afterwards is because I know that I, my, a lot of my portal ways are open. And so I put shields up. And so you could be a shield to black magic if, if you put shields up. So, so I would suggest that if you are, if you believe in black magic, then put shields, ask, you can call upon the dragon energy. You can call upon the tiger energy. You can call, call what energies represent protection for you. Call upon those energies and ask them to protect you and ask them to remove any energies that do not belong to you. Remove it and send it back to the receiver. That's what I do. I said, please send back any energies that do not belong to me to the sender. Return it back to the sender. And so I do those things to protect my energy. You're welcome. Love yourself. Uh, Venita. Hi, Venita from Australia. Nice to see you. How to cultivate self-loving greetings. Okay. There are lots of things that you could, there are lots of, uh, there's lots of, if you're talking about affirmations or mantras, you know, there's so many things that you could say to yourself. You could say, when you wake up, you could say, hello, moon, you are perfect. Or you could say, hello, Venita, you are beautiful. Hello, Venita, you are perfect. Hello, Venita, you are enough. Hello, Ven you could look in the mirror and say those things to yourself. Hello, Venita, 
you are a, a woman of incredible potential and infinite possibilities. Hello, Vinita. You are so beautiful. So those are self-love greetings that you could say to yourself and you could do it on the, in the mirror. The mirror is even more uh, in front of a mirror. Sharon, can you do a video on Chinese herbs and the ones you take? That would be interesting. Yeah. You know what? I want to do videos on Chinese herbs with my acupuncturist, Jin. Actually, did I bring the Chinese herbs? Okay. This is this Chinese herbs thing is such a huge body of work and knowledge. I'm not a Chinese herb expert. So I really want to get my acupuncturist. I take an herb, I take several herbs and I take, I take, I switch the herbs all the time. I see my acupuncturist Jin every two weeks and we switch the herbs based on the situation, based on the energy in my body, what's going on, based on my emotional state, my mental state, my physical state, based on, you know, what's going on with the, if I'm traveling or if I'm not. You know, there's so many different things, but there's certain companies that we really, uh, that we really focus that she, that uh, uh, companies that, that produce high quality herbs. And so with Chinese herbs, it's really very, very unique to your body, to your energetic blueprint. And so the herbs that I take, my husband, like the immune herbs that I take, my husband doesn't take that one. He takes another kind. She, she gives him another kind of herb. So it really depends on your energetic blueprint, but I want to get Jin in. I'm, I really have to talk to her. I really want to get her in to talk about herbs for immunity, herbs for digestion, herbs for stress. And she also gives me herbs by a company called Classical Pearls, Curl Spirit Pearls. That herb is for the purpose of sleep and anxiety. She gives me another herb, uh, several different kinds of herbs for my immune system, one of the herbs that she gives me when I travel is called Thunder by Classical Pearls. Classical Pearls is the name of the company. However, you cannot just get those herbs off the shelf. You have to get it through a practitioner. These are not herbs that you could get off the shelf. So I don't take herbs off the shelf. I take herbs that I work in conjunction with my visits to my acupuncture office because I want to make sure that I'm taking the herbs that are right for me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't just take uh, herbs if somebody says, well, this is good for the immune system because it might still not be right for me. So I just want to put that, but I'm going to try to get Jin on my, on my show. I really am going to, because I know that this is such a big deal, big topic. So I am going to get her. I somehow I'm going to convince her. She's not somebody who really likes to be on video, but I have to convince her because she is so good with herbs. She knows so much about it. Uh, Mona. Hi, Paula. Yes. Oh, Garima Sharma. I'm not able to remove negativity from inside even after meditation manifesting. Please, can you advise on this? Garima, um, yes. I talked, if you look at the beginning of the show, I talked about manifesting. So why don't you take a look? Cause I don't want to repeat myself. Why don't you take a, a, go back and watch the beginning of the show. I have about at least five videos just on manifestation. And I have guided meditations on manifestation. Go watch those videos, Garima. And if you have any follow-up questions, come back next week and ask me on my live show. Okay, Garima, I want to acknowledge, uh, a knowledge that you want to get advice on manifesting. Look at those videos and watch the uh, video, this live show from the beginning, because I do talk about manifesting. Okay, Paula, empath. Yes, if you're empathic, you're definitely going to be receiving a lot more than if you're not empathic. And with the empathy, being empathic is like a spectrum. I say we all have some level of empathy. It's just when we're an empath, when you consider yourself an empath, you have a much higher level of taking on the energies of others. And that's what empath really means. You're taking in on the energies of others. Uh, 
Mona Lisa, Moon, I work in a hospital. I have seen so many sad things this week. How can I release the sadness when I see so much suffering? Oh my God, Mona Lisa. First of all, Mona Lisa, I want to do a quick, quick prayer for you right now. Let's all do a quick prayer for Mona Lisa. Dear God, dear angels, dear spirit guides, please, we ask you to protect Mona Lisa, protect her health, protect her mental, emotional, spiritual, physical well-being as she works in the hospital and she sees so much suffering. Please allow her to connect with your divine wisdom, the wisdom of the infinite uh, love of God, and for her not to ever lose faith in that love. And we thank you for protecting her and always showing us unconditional, showing her unconditional love. Thank you. Amen. So, uh, Mona Lisa, that's such a beautiful question. And I have to say, being that I'm empathic, I could completely, I completely resonate with you because if I see something even on video, that's like an abusing of a dog or a dog suffering, I start crying, right? And so this is where it sounds like you might be, um, you might be very, you might be empathic, very empathic. And so there are many different things that you could do to release that sadness when you are, when you see that, when you see that. One of the things that I think is the most powerful way to deal, release emotions, whether it's sadness, whether it's fear, is to just sit with it. And I don't know, at the hospital, when you come home, Mona Lisa, can you take like 20 minutes just for yourself of silent time? where you sit there and you just observe that sadness. Can you do that? Because I know it's gonna be hard to do it at work because as you keep observing that sadness and not putting any judgment on it, you don't wanna say it's, it's neither good nor bad. You're just observing like a third eye witness, observe that sadness. Do a meditation, like a 20 minute meditation where you just simply observe that sadness and do not place any label on it. Do not say it's good nor bad. Just be neutral like you're a third eye observer. And what it is, is as you just observe it and be present with that sadness, because you want to be present with it. You don't want to put it under the rug, right? You have to acknowledge your emotions. You have to acknowledge what's happening to you energetically. So by just observing it, you're acknowledging it. You're acknowledging it. And keep observing that sadness. And as you keep observing it, the sadness trans, transmutes itself because energy never sits still. Sadness cannot stay sad forever. Joy cannot stay joy forever. Everything has to change. Energy is constantly changing and shifting, constantly. So as you keep observing it, it will start to transmute. It will, tr you'll see. It will transmit, it will, it will just run through your body. You want to allow it to. And so what I would do also, and, and to take it even further, Mona, is that I would take that sadness. And once you start observing that sadness and being objective about it, not placing any judgment, you can then take that sadness and put it in your heart chakra. Like you, you'll see that energy starts to transmit, put it in that heart chakra and then transmute that and send transmute it to the high vibrational frequency of love. That's what I would do. I would take that sadness and I would, I would, I would, I would visualize love, a beautiful light, a beautiful pink light around it that it's transmuting into love. And then what you want to do is you want to send that love out to everybody on this planet send it. So this is the steps. A, get when you get home, sit quiet. Observe your sadness. Observe it for what it is. Do not judge it. Just observe. B, you could take it and you could see that energy turning into this beautiful pink light. Next step, take that pink light and feel the love in your heart chakra. And then final step, take that light, that, that energy of sadness that you've transmuted into love and then broadcast that out into everybody on this planet, including all of your patients in the hospital. Try that and I wanna see how you feel. But you need time to acknowledge that sadness. You need to make that quiet time. So Mona Lisa, try it. 
You need the time for yourself to be present with that sadness, transmute that sadness, and then broadcast it back out into the universe. Okay, so let's see what other questions. Okay, Yoga Bliss, you're welcome. DG, you're welcome. Mona Lisa, great. I'm glad that you can try this. G Auto, okay. Yoga Bliss, Gar Garima Sharma. It's a process focus on the times you do feel good. Okay, that's good advice. Thank you, Yoga Bliss, for that beautiful advice. Um, G. Auto, yes, I'm September 1976. I always call upon the dragon energy for protection. I'm a Virgo. When I do things according to my zodiac sign and the, ma and the, the magic or rewards from the universe happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Because what, what it is, is this, is that numerology, astrology, I Ching, all of these, all of these wisdoms are really, these, these are systems Astrology is a system that was created by observing the energies of the universe, the planetary energies that we are all connected to, right? Astrology is where was the planet at this time when you were born? Where were, so, the, so that system, it's all been that, that, that observation of the universal energetic forces were all systemized in astrology. They were systemized in I Ching. They were systemized in the chakra uh, Hindu system. They were systemized in the Western astrology. They were systemized in the Vedic tradition. And this is why they were systemized with numerology. You know, I'm getting my numerology done. I'm doing a two-hour session with a master numerologist. I'm doing a two-hour session in January. This is one of my New Year's thing that I'm doing for myself, is doing a two-hour session with a numerologist. And numerology is, again, another system based on the energies of the universe. And so if we start to understand these systems, whether it's astrology, whether it's I Ching, whether it's numerology, whether it's any of these things, we start to understand, we understand who we are better, who we are, our energetic blueprint better. And once we understand our energetic blueprint better, we behave in a way that aligns with that energetic blueprint of who we are, which then puts us in flow with the universe, which then makes things happen. So this is the reason why I'm really into all of these modalities. I'm into astrology, I'm into numerology, I'm into human design, I'm into I Ching, you know, I'm into all of these, I'm into the chakra system, you know, I'm into all of these modalities because it reveals to us how what our energetic blueprint is and that that's that's what it's all about is because everything in the universe is energy and that's that's not voodoo that's science you know <laughs> nobody could argue that everything is energy and so these these uh, modalities are systematizing the energy and now i've really got into the i ching i really got into the i ching so i'm going to do a lot of shows about the i ching next year and i'm going to do i ching oracle card readings we're, we're going to ask questions and we're going to pull the I Ching Oracle card and I'm going to interpret that message for you. You're welcome, Paula. I feel like empaths are very prone to being vegans, BB. Yes, there's a reason why that is the case is because we can feel, I'm not, okay, let me just say this. I'm not a vegan, but I eat mostly a vegan diet. I eat mostly a vegan diet, but I'm, that's why most of my recipe, you'll see 95% of my recipes are vegan because of this. Uh, and also energetically, it's better, for, it's, it's better for my energetic blueprint. This is another reason why I eat more, more of a vegan. I can't eat dairy. Dairy is not good for my body. The reason why is because when we're empath, we could feel the emotions of the animals, right? We could feel like, you know, that if they're not, put down in a certain way, you know, we could feel that suffering and pain from the animals, right? If they're not put down in a certain way, there's trauma there and we could feel that. 
So of course, we're gonna then stay away from meat if we could feel those emotions. So this is the reason why a lot of empaths are more prone to being vegan because we could feel, we could feel the emotions of the animals. And that's very, very palpable. It's really, it's like as if that feeling was our own. So this is the reason. So that, 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 that's the reason why. You're welcome, Mona Lisa. Happy New Year, Jason. Happy New Year. What other questions did I miss? What's your, Moon, what's your tropical astrology, big three? What do you mean by, did, did I miss something? Is there something called tropical astrology? Maybe, you know, I, I, I certainly don't, do not know everything. <laughs> I would be the first one to tell you that I do that. Do, is, there a, is there a modality called tropical astrology? Can you explain that to me, BB? I am very, very curious about what that is. Maybe because if you tell me more, then I can go into it a little bit more. So, uh, okay. So, G-O, you call upon the dragon energy for protection. You're Virgo. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, me too, G. I, I call upon the dragon energy a lot for protection. That's the first energy that I go to. For, actually, the, this, the Chinese New Year, which is going to happen on February 1st, February 1st is when the Chinese New Year, we're going to go into the energy of tiger and talk about protection. The energy of tiger is also protection, but I have a show about tiger to leverage the power of the tiger, uh, the year of the tiger. So that shows that show will come out when um, we get to the new year of the tiger, the Chinese new year. So we're definitely going to uh, hit that new year soon, the Chinese new year soon, which is based on the lunar calendar, which is the calendar that actually the Asians really celebrate. You know, the Chinese new year is a big, big deal in Asia. Uh, I mean, people close for almost a month during the Chinese new year calendar. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And the reason why they close is to honor the new energy so that they could bring in the prosperity, the abundance of health, money, relationships. And this is why this is why in Korean cultures and during the new year, we eat the rice cake soup. You know, I just did a video on the rice cake soup and we bow to our elders. And this is a ceremony that we do in order to cultivate and nurture the energy of prosperity in the new year. And so when we do these rituals and ceremonies, we're cultivating that energy. We're tapping into that energy in our life. And so that's why these ceremonies uh, you know, become very meaningful, you know? Um, oh, okay. It's based on the Western astrology. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. That's what you mean by tropical astrology. Okay. Uh, so the question was, what is my tropical, what is my astrology? Uh, I am, if that's the question, um, I forget what the question was uh, on that, BB. Your big three is, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, the sun, moon, and the rising. Okay, absolutely. My sun is a Taurus. My moon is a Cancer. And this is the reason why I'm so empathic and I get so emotional is because the sun is about your personality. The moon is about your emotions. And my rising, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I could be a Sagittarius. Because my mother doesn't know exactly the time I was born. She says I was born sometime in the evening, but she doesn't know exactly when. My mom is now 91, <laughs> by the way. God bless her soul. So she doesn't really know. So when I try to look for my rising sign, you know, I could not find, I didn't know what I was because I don't know exactly when I was born. I can't get that too, because you need like a two hour window for the rising sign. The sun sign is the month. The moon sign is kind of the like the day. And then the, the rising sign is literally like within a two hour span. And I don't know what that is. So I can't really, I don't really know what my rising sign is because I don't know exactly when I was born. But, uh, but th that's why I'm so empathic because my moon sign is cancer. And my, in my human design, my emotional center is completely open it's completely open, which means that I can really take in the energies of others, the emotions of other people. Um, 
my take on the year of the tiger, the year of the tiger, the tiger represents an energy of nobility. And so for me, the year of the tiger is going to be all about being, how can I be more noble? How can I be more noble in a situation, whether it's any situation in my life? And also tigers can tend to be very action oriented. So in order to, because everything is yin and yang, the tiger energy is all about, you know, going forward, going forward. What the tiger needs to learn is nobility and how to restrain themselves, not making hasty decisions, being more mindful because the tiger energy wants to go. It wants to go. So one of the things that the tiger energy needs to learn is how can I retreat more and be more mindful, be more in the present, be more, have more plan, not be so hasty because tiger energy, when you're hasty, it's going to get you into trouble. So it's about being refrained. The tiger energy, the, what the tiger energy needs to learn is how can I be more balanced by being more refrained and having more nobility? And so that's one of my, that's one of the takes in the tiger energy. Yes, Bibi, that's right. Moon signs, water moon signs are very, very empathic, like the Pisces, the Scorpio. The, uh, that's my, my friend who is a human design expert. He's a Scorpio and that totally makes sense. Yes, that's my, my moon is cancer, it's water. It's so true. Water really, really takes on, you know, they're very empathic water energy. Happy New Year, Nancy. Thanks for joining us. Okay, it's 10.02. Okay. Um, okay, you would bet Sagittarius is ascendant. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it might be, but let's see. Less action, more right action. Yes, Betty, that's true. So for those of you who have joined me, it's, uh, I hope you could watch this video from the start because uh, it's my time that I have to close the session. Um, and uh, I want to honor my time on my day of the things that I want to get done today. So I want to say to you, uh, Happy New Year again. Let's collect our energies together and let's uh, go out with a bang with a prayer to uh, bring in prosperity into the new year. So let's, let's, let's do a prayer together. Dear God, angels, spirit guides, ascended masters, divine, thank you so much for this new year of the 2022, the first year. We ask you to please allow every member, every person that is on this, uh, on this video, every viewer to send them lots of prosperity and health, money, relationships, career, businesses, to show them and awaken them to their highest potential and to show up at the highest version of themselves, to allow them to have a lot more compassion for themselves in 2022, to say that things are always in a dance, they're in an ebb and flow, the yin and yang, and really guide them, guide them to their energetic alignment so that they may be in the flow of who they are and be in flow of the universe. Please continue to send them protection, continue to send them wisdoms and messages, continue to send them lots of prosperity and abundance. We ask you to allow them to be connected to themselves more in the year of 2022, so they can become more powerful manifestors, that they could do the inner work to make, to reach their infinite potential that we know that they have. So we thank you for allowing us to surrender doubt, fear, worries, concern, limited beliefs that do not serve us. And know that we could have more faith and trust in your infinite wisdom, infinite powers to make all things happen, as we know that with your power, all things are possible. So we thank you so much for allowing us to go in in 2022 with lots of mindfulness, with meditations, prayers to you, connecting to you, and becoming more aware of our spiritual truth that we are pure positive energy of God and love and that we are part and parcel of your powerful energy and therefore we are powerful beyond measure and so we thank you so much for your continued guidance your continued wisdoms your continued protection and most importantly your continued love and so it is namaste 
happy new year, everyone. I will see you again next week where I will come on live to answer your questions. In the meantime, check out my videos. I'm going to do a lot more videos in 2022 about the I Ching. So check out those videos. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful, happy New Year's Day.